Welcome to the additional podcast called Divorce Tips, where I answer some of the most asked questions regarding before, during, and after divorce. These are 10-minute golden nugget episodes to give you as much information as possible from a divorce expert. That's me. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Divorce Tips. Today we're talking about, can I sue my spouse for cheating on me? This is better known as alienation of affection and is something that I get asked all the time. So alienation of affection is actually only um, legitimate or an actual recognized law in very few states in the United States. So if you're not in one of those states, um, there's usually not a civil claim for alienation of affection. However, Utah happens to be one of the few states that does allow for a lawsuit against somebody if they, um, you know, if your spouse cheated on somebody else. But there are conditions, and so I want to talk about that. Um, first of all, alienation of affection suits in Utah are civil cases. So what that means is, is they're not under the family law scope. So when somebody comes and says, well, you're a divorce attorney, you know, do your, I want you to sue my spouse. The problem is, is I don't do civil litigation. I don't pick juries because we don't pick juries in divorce um, cases. And I don't do discovery based off of those rules. We do them based off of the family law rules in Utah. So when somebody says, can you do that? Well, technically I can, but that is not my area of field of practice. And therefore I refer you out to an actual civil litigator who has been doing that for several years. But should you? That's always the question. Should you go through this effort and this cost? There's a couple things that you have to know when you're thinking about suing that person. First of all, you have to remember that you have to show that um, they, the person that your spouse cheated on basically was knew that you were, they were, you were happily married and basically um, groomed and or coerced your spouse to enter into this sexual relationship without their consent. And that therefore by doing that was the detrimental factor in um, destroying the marriage. The problem with that is most of the time you won't be able to prove those two things because first of all, the marriage probably was struggling and you guys were having problems in different ways or you've talked about divorce several times. And, you know, second of all, maybe it was an emotional affair and um, it didn't get to the point where it was sexual, which could be a problem because the court it wants it to be an actual affair. Um, and the other thing is you want to assume it's always the other person's fault but maybe it was your spouse's fault. And therefore you don't have a claim for alienation of affection. Now, maybe you can actually show alienation of affection, that person completely, you know, deceived your spouse and caused them to cheat. One of the things, the second element you have to prove in an alienation of affection is you have to show there's been damages. And it's not enough just to show that, oh, there's, a, you know, um, there's the loss of a marriage. 
Like they have to be physical damage, right? So the jury has to be able to put a number on it. So you have to show there's like emotional distress. Well, you can't just go to court and say, well, I'm sad about it. That's not enough. Like you have to show that they're like, you're going to therapy, that you're literally having mental distress, that you maybe lost your job, that there was actually some financial um, loss because of this action. And again, you have to be able to prove that. Um, one of the things I always say is just because you can sue, should you? Utah is one of the few states that still allow you to bring legal action against those who broke up the marriage. But these cases are so difficult. The cost to litigate when compared to the likelihood that you will prevail needs to be carefully considered. In order to prevail, the following has to be considered. You have to show that such suits can only be brought against the person who contributed to the demise of the marriage. So nobody else. So you also have to show this. You have to show the marriage was otherwise a happy, functional relationship and the defendant willfully, knowingly, and intentionally interfered with the happy marriage. And the proof is required that the offended spouse has lost comfort, society, and consortium or loss of a physical relationship. As a result, you must prove that the offending party acted with malice and then you also have to prove damages. So when you look at that, I mean, it is hard. So the first thing is you, you have to show that the marriage was otherwise happy, functional marriage. And how do you prove that? You get on the stand and said, oh, everything was fine and nandy. But then your spouse gets on the stand and says, it was horrible. And it's been horrible for years. You know, maybe he's just been blindly, um, you know, in denial. But I've been unhappy and he's known it. Um, so you know, you have that problem and it could be a lot of he said, she said, and then proving it can be hard. The other thing is, is that these are cases that most attorney will not take on a contingency. So you're going to have to front the money first to litigate it, which could be thousands and thousands of dollars, hoping to possibly get money back. And even if you are successful in the case, okay, say you get a $70,000 judgment and, and you're like, yay, we won. Well, then you have to collect it. I mean, what if the person has no money? You know, they have no assets. They, they have nowhere to give you that money. Where are you going to get it? You know, you're going to garnish their wages for the rest of their life, which there's rules and, and, um, ways of doing that. You're going to garnish their tax returns. You're going to, you're going to what compensate or, um, confiscate their car. So there's, you know, you have to look at that as well. Like if they don't have money, um, is it even worth it? Because even if you do win, you go all the way to the end and you do win this case, are you going to be able to actually collect the money? One of the things also is they come in and they talk and they only want to talk about alienation of affection. But then on the second hand, I'm like, well, let's talk about divorce. And they're like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not really ready to go you know, to the divorce part. And I, I look at him and said, I said, well, they cheated on you. You know, isn't this something that you want to consider and we want to talk about? And when we start talking about the reasons why a divorce makes more sense, then they start thinking, okay, maybe I need to be going in that direction. And me as a divorce attorney is going to be able to eff um, effectively 
advocate for you through the divorce process to make sure that yourself, your family, and your future are protected. And one of the things you should know is Utah, even though we are considered a no-fault state, we actually allow fault to determine and effectuate alimony and the length of alimony. So if you can prove that um, the affair was sexual in nature and that it was the significant demise or contributing factor of the demise of the marriage, you can use fault in your divorce. So I always look at that and I say, it makes more sense for you to go to direction of let's just use it in your divorce versus filing a complete separate separate civil action um, that is going to take a lot of time, put a lot of emotions in play, and it probably won't even go anywhere. Or you won't, you know, to get all the way to a jury and then to get a verdict, are you going to be able to then get money? So with that, you really have to kind of look at that and decide cost weight analysis. So I know that when this happens and you find out your spouse has been cheating on you, the first thing you want to do is admit that, hey, this, this, that person had to lure my, my spouse into doing this. They would have never done that. But you might want to sit back and just recognize that you're in a really heightened emotional state right now. And we need to not make decisions off of emotion. We need to be making it off of rational decisions. And that's why you come and talk to a good divorce attorney, because they're going to help you get to the point of making rational decisions that are not based off of emotion. Because sometimes those decisions end up being poor and not being helpful in helping you through this really trying time. So with that, I hope that gave you a little bit of information. Remember, I have more information about this in my book, No One Dies From Divorce. And check out our podcast every week because they're going to have a lot of information about stuff to help you get through divorce. Remember, no one dies from divorce. I can help you thrive and survive when your marriage ends. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed, please subscribe, follow, and share. I'd love to hear your questions and feedback. You can contact me at community at jillcoyle.com. See you next time. I am an attorney, but I am not your attorney. Any advice given on the podcast is general and shall not be construed as legal advice.